welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Sandeep Nath, founder of Renewalism, and we've got so much to learn from him. And we'll be talking about how to find happiness and success, especially in this coming 2023. Welcome to the show, Sandeep. Thank you so much, Ajay. This is such a pleasure to be here before all of you. Looking forward to finding happiness. Let's go for it. Yes, absolutely. That is what people want to find. All through their life, they struggle for happiness and success. But first of all, you know, just to, before finding anything, it's just like wishing anything. You must know what you are wishing or trying to find. So... From you, Sandeep, to understand, you know, how to find happiness and success. But what do you mean by happiness and success in today's time? And as we step into 2023. Well, lovely question to start batting with. And uh, I'd love the audience to interact here and put in the comments what you think is happiness. I'm going to be looking out for that. To me, and probably you agree with that. Happiness is like the story of the musk deer. The musk deer could smell the scent and went all over the forest in search of where is the scent coming from. And it was coming from right within itself. Same thing with happiness. We look all over. We look into our cell phones. We look onto our Facebook accounts. We look into our connections. We look into our cars and houses. But true happiness is inside. Now, finding it inside is a task that many of us don't venture to embark upon. Because of various reasons, and I'm sure, Ajay, through the conversation, we will come across a lot of these things. But for the next 20 minutes or so, I'd just like you to start connecting with you inside. Start connecting with the words that you're hearing from Ajay and from me and see how they are playing within you. Instead of you know thinking of, okay, is it time for breakfast or do I have to make something or do I have to attend to the door or phone or something? Just let everything hang. 20 minutes, nothing will change. Seriously. 20 minutes, just be with us and see what's going on inside. Who knows, by the end of 20 minutes, you might find the route, <laughs> the road map. Right. Right, right. So then the uh, question is that how can people be more happy? We understand that they are happy. How can they be more happy in today's time? Because uh, your mind is into so many things. You sometimes, it is like, you know, you may be eating the most delicious dish that is in front of you. But at the same time, if you are looking into something else, maybe onto your phone, or onto your uh, television screen, then you will forget that taste. How do you see uh, happiness in that time? How can one find happiness in a time like this when we are so much engrossed in so many outwardly things? So since you use the analogy of the dish, <laughs> you know, most of the time we're looking into other people's dishes. Okay. okay. You know, that person is... Uh, uh, having a pizza and all I'm eating is a pasta and why pasta? So 
I would say that one thing that prevents us from being happy is comparison. If we only compare ourselves with ourselves of earlier, like today I'm eating this pasta. Yesterday I was not even having access to the pasta. So let me be grateful for the pasta itself. So there are two things that are uh, arising here and I'll just summarize for uh, you to write down if you would like, uh, because these things are your keys. One, don't compare. Two, be grateful. Three, what's preventing us from finding happiness, which is within, as we just agreed, is the blocks that we have to going within. And why don't we go within, which also we just touched upon, because we don't see the utility. We see utility in a cell phone. We see utility in the uh, other things that we think will give us happiness. But going in, A, we don't know why. And B, we may not know how. So don't compare. Be grateful for anything. Acknowledge whatever you have. And know that the root to finding happiness lies by knowing the why and how of it. Success is a derivative of uh, happiness again. You see, success is a very relative term. It's, it's not the same for everybody. In fact, I have a book, uh, Arriving at Success, which I wrote uh, about 10 years ago. And Arriving at Success is about finding your own definition of success and then starting on the journey. So, Let's say your definition of success is, uh, uh, to give an analogy, metaphor, is a destination. Like, let us say I am in Delhi and my destination is Calcutta. So now I have various ways to reach Calcutta. All right, my vehicle is going to be the railroad, the, the railway train. Then when I have found myself in the atmosphere of the railway station, and I'm ready to board the train at the right platform, I have already arrived at success. It doesn't mean I'm in Calcutta, but it means that I'm on the journey. And preparing yourself mentally and physically and spiritually to be at the right place to start the station, not the airport, not the bus stand, the station, the railway station, that is getting to be successful. The rest is a journey. You enjoy the journey and you're there. So, you you got to be happy. you got to be grateful. you got to be uh, singularly focused on yourself in arriving at the place which is where you see yourself as uh, capable of being happy, being successful. So let's see. Let's explore. I'd uh, love to have comments from you about what, what could be your starting point. And that would, that finding that itself would give you a lot of happiness. Right. Right, Sandeep. Many a time we think that we are on the wrong train and somebody else is on the right train, perhaps a better train and on a better seat. Let's try and understand it from the way you have looked at things in your life, Sandeep. You are the founder of Renewalism. Uh, what exactly it is all about? Why? Because I ask is that you are a IIT, I am alumnus. <laughs> Hindustan mein ek kafi hai. You keep on dreaming, IIT mein jaunga. And then you achieve it, nothing like it. You have both IIT as well as IS. One cannot want anything beyond that. Your life is set. 
and you also founded and ran a successful strategy company. And then you went to the Himalayas in search of purpose of life. What was it that you were not perhaps not happy or maybe happy, but not to that extent, that, that extent of real purpose and happiness? Or you felt you succeeded? Uh, what mattered to others, but it did not matter to you at that point in time after having achieved that. And then you went out. To, and then afterwards, you are talking about, you know, now you are a coach also, and you are talking about the sacred wisdom of the inner power. So, so many things, you know, how did, how, what did happiness mean to you earlier on? Then when you realized that you want to have some other purpose in life, you went out in search of that purpose. And now you talk about renewalism. Several things at the same time, but I want you to help us understand things from the way you have seen life, lived life, and built things around renewalism. Help us understand how we can renewed, uh, renew our life around renewalism and find the true path and the true train towards happiness and success in the coming year. Thank you, Ajay. That was such a wonderful way of packing so many things together, including an introduction for me. <laughs> I really love the way you conduct this show. And I'm sure so do our viewers and listeners. So, <clears throat> yes, let, let me uh, spend a little more time on this one and uh, defragment it. Because uh, you, said, you said very, very poignant things over there. Your observations are very astute that we compare our train to the other person's train. But we have forgotten, or at least the people who do compare have not realized that they chose to be on the platform from where they took that train. And there's nothing stopping us from getting off the train and getting onto another platform and onto another train. I did that thrice in my life. You see, what gave me happiness uh, when I was out of school was uh, seeing my parents happy. My parents had uh, invested everything in me. They meant a lot to me and they thought that I should be an engineer. So I became an engineer. But uh, I personally didn't like studying very much. So I thought I'd, uh, that's it. I've done it and I'd start working. And I did. And uh, I did pretty well for myself. And it was only at a point where as the owner of a brand consulting company, I was uh, invited to management schools to talk to, uh, you know, as a guest lecturer to address and take classes for the management students. That's when I thought that in my bio, it doesn't say MBA anywhere. So might as well do that <laughs> IM thing also. So <laughs> that drove me to that, you know, that I'm the president of the Rotary and all that. It just looks good when people say those things like, like you do, Ajay, it just sounds so nice. Although I found that all of that really was not my train. It was uh, stuff that was the society's train. And so societally, I was doing very well running this company, quoted in the Times of India and this and that. And somewhere inside me, I was feeling a sense of hollowness. And many of you, we, we label it the middle age crisis or whatever we do. Many of us have this feeling in our early 20s when we get into a job situation and we wonder, am I part of the problem or am I part of the solution? <laughs> right? So, so where, where I was consulting with BPOs and uh, consumer product companies, marketing for them, and I said, this is not right. I cannot be on the side that tells the kids of today to open packets and eat stuff and think that it's healthy. I cannot be on the side that goes against the uh, circadian rhythm, the, the biorhythm of the sun. 
and uh, expect people to be healthy uh, if they do that for years uh, on end. That that's just not uh, the right way to work. It's against nature. So that's what started my search for answers, and. I was very fortunate. I was running my company in Hyderabad. So I was very fortunate and blessed and grateful that I had some of these most tremendous Vedic gurus around, Sathya Sai Baba, Sri Sri, and many others, uh, from whom I had the opportunity to learn. And uh, I did. And that's when, like you said, I went to the Himalayas because uh, there's a certain uh, Chari ji of what used to be called Sahaj Marg in those days. He advised that you want to understand more about consciousness and energy and the word purpose, which you used a couple of times, which is a word viewers, I'd really like you to hold on to that word. We'll talk more about purpose because that's what helps you arrive at the right station. And uh, if you want to understand about consciousness, energy and purpose and stuff like that, then the Tibetans have done some great uh, research for thousands of years and uh, go meet them. So that's what took me to the Himalayas. And I spent time at Tibetan monasteries and then learned from Taoist masters and Zen masters that all this ancient oriental wisdom is, is driving us to just one thing, which is what we started the show with. Go in. In our power. You have the power. Once you, once you can connect with you inside, you change everything outside. So I changed my station. I'm a corporate retiree and uh, I started working in villages and I was helping entrepreneurs, uh, micro entrepreneurs and financial inclusion and energy, solar energy and empowering women to be entrepreneurs and stuff like that for a good six years. And at that time, uh, my wife and I decided that we could be working in uh, remote areas inside India with solar energy, or we could be working globally with personal energy because both of us are personal energy practitioners. Right. right. And so we thought that let's give that a go. And since 2016, we've made ourselves geographically independent and uh, we've been traveling all over. We've uh, done workshops and programs and talks across four continents in 46 cities. And uh, then the pandemic hit. And that was the time when something happened very serendipitously. Uh, Ajay, it was in November 2019 that I was in Mexico and I got this, uh, I had some time on hand and I got this, this calling that it's time to write again. And I don't know how it happened. It was kind of divinely channeled to me. I didn't know what I was writing about, but the word renewal came into my mind. And renewal is the renewal of consciousness. Something that I was struggling with in 2005, that where is our consciousness going? Discovered in 2010 with the, the Vedic wisdom and Tibetan uh, masters, that it's inside us and we have known this for 5,000 years. And then my third platform and my purpose today was my purpose around last year. Because in 2019, November, I started writing this book. 40 straight days, like I said, I didn't know what I was writing about. It was just being channeled. I had 240 pages of renewal. I don't know if you'll be able to see it clearly. Yeah, it's kind of 
green on green, so it's not too clear, but it's clear on renewalism.com. The byline here is your unexpected role in saving the planet because it's about habits. Your role is in your habits. The only thing you can control is your habit. What are you looking at? Do you have a habit of looking outside and getting distracted? Or do you have a habit of aligning and within and discovering? Discovering discoveries that haven't been discovered by anybody so far. All of science has been uh, distracted by outside. But the Dalai Lama, for instance, holds this Mind Life series of bringing scientists and psychologists from all over the world, Nobel laureates and everybody, on one platform and sees how what we have discovered till now matches with what we already knew thousands of years ago in Buddha's time. And uh, the conclusion of many of these Mind Life programs, which happen almost every year, or once in two years, has been that, yeah, good science is on the right path. We'll get there where we've already been. <laughs> because you know what science needs to do is it needs to measure things. Only when we measure stuff can we say, yes, this is true. Now, you can't measure a, a spirit, for example. So spirits don't exist scientifically. But experientially, they do. You know, it's not a ghostly spirit I'm talking about. It's about being in high spirits, being in low spirits. You know you're in high spirits when you're smiling and having a good time. Like hopefully you guys are right now. But uh, you're in low spirits, then you label it depression and something like that. And that's when you've got a pill to have. Before that, you don't have a pill. But you have a mom, you have a spouse, you have a dog to cuddle up to. And you get back into high spirits. Nobody used to get depressed in the old times because they had this community connect. They had each other. But now as we fragment ourselves, we don't have those things. So uh, long story short, I found that renewal was what I was writing about was habits that would help renew consciousness, which would help us uh, re-examine whether we were taking corporate uh, progress and technological uh, progress in a direction that was serving the future generations or not. And if yes or no doesn't matter, if it is possible for us as individuals to challenge that and to do something about it. For example, if as individuals we decide we are not going to buy packed food because it is heavily processed and it is too far distance from its natural ingredients. All we are having is bioengineered stuff, which is fit for robots. It's not fit for what the human system has been used to for 100,000 years. Right? It's 130,000 years that we've been on this planet eating stuff that hasn't come out of factories. So how does what's changed? We still have the same two hands, 10 fingers. Everything is the same. How, how come suddenly this stomach and intestines will be able to process something differently? And we would uh, still be stay healthy and uh, whatever else. Not natural, right? So if we stop eating packed food, what do you think is going to happen with all those consumer packed food industries? They are going to have to reinvent themselves. And that's going to be a renewal of the way that we do organic uh, agriculture or whatever and bring food on the table. Because we are finding easy way out, easy, easy way 
we are finding the easy way out. No, something wrong about that. <laughs> Find the easy, way, easy out. way out is perfect. It's everything. Way is out. We are so, all trying. So a lot of a lot of technological progress is uh, designing civilization to get lazier and lazier. And is that our platform? Is that where we begin to arrive at success? I guess not. So as a civilization, as humanity, we are actually today in search of purpose. We have, in the last 500 years, waylaid ourselves. We have, uh, under, the, under the garb of technological progress, and this is an IIT in saying this, we have um, lost our way, lost our purpose, and found that what is happening backfires on us. Everything that's happening in social media, the beautiful movie that was released, uh, I think, a couple of years ago uh, on Netflix, The Social Dilemma, about how we have not been able to think through all these things about like buttons and stuff like that. It's, it's a beautiful documentary about how this backfired and how that led to the suicide rate among teenagers uh, go escalate from... Uh, you know, it went up exponentially between 2013 and 2016, which is when the mobile, the smartphone first hit the hands of teenagers. So we, we are inventing those kind of problems because our design is not by consciousness. And the purpose of renewal and the renewalism movement, which I said uh, I conceived last year because of the kind of international acclaim that renewal received. It was, it was so heartwarming that from... Uh, Australia, the United States, to Europe, uh, Israel, uh, Ireland, you've got reviews from everybody on their own uh, and Goodreads and everywhere, you know, uh, about how this is the, the need of the hour, I mean, to use a very hackneyed phrase, but it's like, what is veganism? It's a change of habits because we are conscious about animal exploitation and survival. So why am I bullish about renewalism in this decade? And that's my mission for the decade. That's my purpose. That's the platform I want. Because this is about change of habits for human survival and exploitation. I think we might adopt something. <laughs> if we can do it for animals, we can do it for ourselves. You know, It's just about understanding that the human civilization and the earth, for that matter, the one that we're destroying, we are the ones. It's our individual unexpected role in saving the planet. We are the ones who are 30 years away from renewal and taking ourselves in every aspect of design, self-help, uh, our own health and productivity, leadership, visioning, all of that. We are, we are in a position to renew it from a stage or a platform of higher consciousness. Right. Viewing it from a different level. Right. But then if we have lost our purpose, Sandeep, we have lost our way, then where do we start to, you know, to retrace our steps? Where do we begin to come back towards a better future? An ancient wisdom, if we are talking about. Let me ask you a couple of questions here, Sandeep is that 
you talked about you know uh, being a corporate retiree so you could afford to do that you were fortunate but a lot of people are still in the same corporate culture many very happily many aspire to be there making make uh, many dream to have uh, making millions out there making a future for themselves and trying to look at a better life and towards happiness and success many of them are there many are selling the same products that you did not want to sell one day and now they are not just selling products they are selling ideas and pushing ideas which can be detrimental not only for today but to to their own children in the coming days amidst all these thing you talk about renewalism you are the author of two books sandeep and you are focused on stress management and applying ancient oriental wisdom to modern business challenges ancient wisdom i guess is ready for it are the businesses ready for that are individuals are the corporates are the suits ready for that will they accept it why have we come to this level wasn't this problem before there was but they are not listening till we are coming to that whole center of you know we that brinkmanship we are playing with not only with nature but also with humanity and the future of our planet how can we save ourselves from that how can renewalism come from here people may acknowledge this particular concept but the thing is that we are talking about success and happiness in the next few days in a new year everybody is resolving to be you know to start afresh and so but the but when you talk of starting afresh it is not about just taking a new year resolution i renewalism <laughs> is an answer so the but the biggest challenge is where to begin again several questions at the same time but so that you can answer at your own pace but we got to start somewhere and that start has to be about the right platform the right train and towards the right destination also yes absolutely so um are companies ready for this are individuals ready for this that's that's a very very important question ajay that you have touched upon and my counter question to that is do we have a choice you see what covid showed us is that if we do not design the systems we will be more stressed the online schooling system the telecommuting system the hybrid model working from home real estate costs all of that is something that we could have envisaged if we weren't so busy being busy now the reason why uh, the book i brought it out uh, without uh, looking for a formal publishing house and all that i self published it is because i didn't want to wait because a lot of the habits that had been talked about in this book which were channeled to me were the ones that we were adopting or rather forced to adopt because of covid we were getting more mindful about masks and physical distancing and washing hands and stuff like that mindfulness is the basis of change because if you don't know what you're doing you could be doing anything but when you know what you're doing are you wearing the mask then you're 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 more uh, applying yourself a little more to yourself and to your surrounding and when you apply is when you can go in right otherwise you're just fuzzy all around uh, in the outer world 
Now, as we concluded right at the beginning, going in is the start of getting. Actually, there's nothing about ancient Oriental wisdom. I haven't read the Vedas, and I don't think anybody needs to to adopt the basics of going in with your breath. If you breathe in, your mind goes in. If your mind goes in, I would challenge you as a viewer: take the next five seconds while you're listening to me to focus on your breath. and see if you can even feel your breath here if you can feel the warmth over here or the coldness over here and tell you what a thousand years ago or even today the the yogis are able to feel that in the capillaries are able to feel how that converts to energy urja chi and that is what we have known how to exploit because we are products of energy we move with energy right our uh, body mind spirit spirit is energy and spirit determines our mind our feelings if we are happy sad whatever you are in search of happiness well if your energy is going to support that then you going to be in that state where then the body will respond appropriately and you will uh, do happy things otherwise you know you you uh, would not do happy things and it becomes a vicious cycle so going in with your breath is about all there is that that is that is the most fundamental and the most important thing to connecting within and aligning within and finding balance within and then when you connect inside you connect out so there is there is not not much more complication to begin with about about the power of this ancient oriental wisdom in uh, in changing our realities the thing is uh, what do we as corporates do to design this proactively so that you know we don't have to in 4 uh, 5 days do what could be done in 4 5 years with the right planning in the, when covid struck suddenly lockdown and in 5 days teachers had to find a different way everybody had to get wifi and laptops and enormous unnecessary stress but the same thing how do you increase human interaction for kids while they don't waste time commuting and don't expose themselves to so much pollution and so many schools buses don't cause so much pollution all that sort of stuff we've seen it in delhi you and i are in delhi we saw in a week of lockdown the skies were blue for the first time in 20 years and here the chief minister has been saying odd days odd numbered cars even days even numbered cars this that who follows that nobody follows it because we just think that we it's imposed upon us renewal is your unexpected role in saving the planet covid has proven to you and me that if we keep our cars off the road the sky is actually blue even in delhi god's sake so let's do it we don't need anybody to impose that on us and let's find ways to be able to work our our systems rework our systems just as we did with hybrid working uh, to do it by design do it intelligently and do it in a sustainable manner that doesn't cause stress and that is what i consult about that is what what uh, you could form a renewal club in your organization for and you know the club would uh, meet on a regular frequency and have those ideas germinate which transfer over to the leadership teams and those uh, ideas then follow habits which are already documented which uh, which are 
going to bring about those results which you desire, which are specific to your organization, which are on your platform, which are defining your measure of success and taking you to your goals, just doing them more sustainably and doing them with more conscious individuals driving them. So let's start with renewal clubs. Let's start with talks. Let's uh, have uh, me address uh, your teams so that thereon your teams can uh, re regurgitate or uh, uh, reuse the, the, the principles and take them across your organization. My goal here is to, to facilitate and empower and uh, get your, uh, your constructs at a people, process, and purpose level to be redesigned so that your organization can be totally renewed in 2023. And uh, you also have the checks and balances and measures and controls to be able to sustainably keep renewing as required. And if you're doing that, you're an agile organization, you have reinvented at the right time. We, this is the perfect time because if you don't do it now, then you're going to be part of the recession which is coming in 2023. Whether you're in India or not, uh, the, the, the US is definitely going into that. That's what uh, I've read in uh, reports that the very knowledgeable consulting companies write. And I'm sure you've come across them in your LinkedIn profiles as well, uh, in your posts as well. So uh, we, we are set for uh, a bad year as uh, forecasted in most of the Western world, but in India as well, perhaps. And my point is, wherever you are, you don't have to be with the crowd. You can be setting your own path in your own direction because uh, you've renewed it. Right. So how do people who are people and companies who are conscious of renewalism, uh, they connect with you? How do they do that? And also at the same time, how do people get to buy your book uh, online? Thank you. So you said the answer there yourself, Ajay. Renewalism is the key word. Renewalism.com is where you can connect with me. There's a reach out button there. There's a look inside button there where you can read uh, about the preface especially and the habits and the credo of renewalism. And there's a, I don't know what, what it's called. Uh, buy, it's not called buy now, but order your copy. There's a button there where you can, you can right, uh, right. pick up a copy and it'll connect you. I mean, it's got links to all the leading online portals in the world, as well as you can download a PDF and you can pay me what you want, including zero, because the idea is that everybody sort of have a copy of the book to start with. That's the starting point. Then they, if they right. read it, that's a bonus. Right. And if they apply it, we sort it. Right. So renewalism.com is what, where is that? And uh, sandeepnap.com, if you'd like to have uh, you know, a one-on-one -on -one with me and we could we could get started on something personally with you. So sandeepnath.com slash hello is where <laughs> you have my digital visiting card. I'd love to connect. Right. And yeah. you are quite active on LinkedIn so people can also connect there. Please do. Yes. 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 Now, Sandeep, I want to ask you one thing. You know, one of the last questions is that uh, you achieved a lot. You, uh, you went to IIT, you went to IM, then you came back, you were already an owner of a consulting company, and then you started all these things. Now, where do you see yourself going from here? Obviously, not back to the Himalayas. You have already understood that purpose of, you know, 
going inside, not just outside. A lot of people are not going. So in your own story, maybe there are answers for a lot of people. How do you see yourself uh, moving forward? What is it that you seek still? Because seeking will never end for humans. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that word purpose in once again. In fact, uh, renewal talks about purpose and the five levels of purpose. And uh, it would be very interesting for uh, me to hear from our readers what, what they think about where they are on different levels of purpose. Uh, I am at the level five purpose right now, which is the purpose of prosperity. And that is, you know, how can we share our learnings and our lives to enable other people to be equally prosperous? My focus right now for this decade is to work through companies because that is where we find homogeneous groups of uh, people who are uh, sometimes struggling to meet targets or, uh, you know, meet certain productivity parameters. And I want to conduct workshops and set off renewal clubs within them so that the empirical data uh, on how sickness has dropped by 85%, absenteeism is down by 73%, engagement is up by 84%, and uh, productivity is up by 65%, and stuff like that. Things that you can measure, customer relations and bottom line. Over, over a sustained period, it would take about six months of intervention but it is something that would be done, facilitated by me, but within the existing ecosystems and structures. And if we get empirical data over the next two years from uh, organizations which are essentially in a, a, a space of about 50 to 1,000 employees, those are the kind of organizations where we, we can uh, you know, have quicker decision making about adopting these practices. And we can monitor results much better and create that empirical database for a movement to start uh, developing a life of its own. That would be extremely uh, useful. Also, if these organizations are essentially uh, the types where people are uh, cubicle based or working from home, but sedentary, not like on a shop floor, not manufacturing, because uh, uh, we want to we want to show it in the worst case. Like I was working when I was in a consulting, uh, I was working with BPOs and ITES companies and I, I know their pain and I know their way of working and I know how, uh, how easily we could use renewal to de-stress and improve engagement and productivity and stuff like that. So uh, BFSI and those kind of segments are the ones where I think it would be best to start. And then over the next four or five years, uh, I am looking at how this movement can uh, then be adopted across uh, companies and then move from companies back to homes. Because I've been uh, sort of doing my workshops and all in the B2C space uh, with energy practices and uh, whatever else I've been doing over the last six, seven years. But uh, now that uh, I want to get back into corporate, I would uh, request uh, you and all our uh, viewers and listeners and that is you, uh, to, to share this uh, recording and to share this purpose because we're in it together. I mean, this is a movement. This is not my business, right? This is something where it's like veganism. Uh, you, you change your habits, you raise your consciousness, and then you find, hey, things are much better, really. 
So not that I'm a vegan, I'm not promoting veganism, but I'm just giving it as a metaphor to uh, to explain how I'm looking at this movement and this decade panning out. So uh, thanks for playing a role in that, guys. <laughs> and uh, we will see you in your office or over Zoom or something. Right. And for individuals who are looking at happiness and success in the new year, should they be looking, chasing happiness, success, or should they be chasing the right purpose or renew their purpose if necessary? What would you say to them? Uh, excellent. That, that uh, gives me an opportunity to give you one of my quotes. That when you chase something, you don't give it the chance to chase you. So <laughs> don't chase anything. <laughs> don't chase money. Let money chase you. Don't chase anything. Just do what you have to do. And realize that the best thing to do is to spend time looking inside, uh, focusing on your breathing, focusing on your sleeping, on your laughing, on your movements. You know, you, you use your body, mind and spirit as one. Don't, uh, don't uh, become a, a block of ice just sitting there uh, doing nothing. So I have, I have, do we have time, Ajay? How much time do we really have? Yes, no problem. Carry on. We have time. Okay, then I'm going to share with uh, you guys my smile philosophy, which is just five habits, not, uh, you know, these five are subsets of one or two renewal habits, actually. But uh, you'll see sense and it's easy to remember smile. And it's about sleeping six to eight hours a day, because that's when you recuperate. M for meditating, which is about not sitting on a cushion for too long, just sitting wherever you're sitting and focusing on your breath. Even three breaths, if you take them deeply, you fill your lungs fully and your belly comes out when you breathe in and then your belly goes in when you breathe out. You expel all the toxins properly. Otherwise, you just shallow breathe. You uh, don't get that much in your life. You know. So all this, the smile is just going inward, sleeping, meditating, ingesting. It's about eating natural stuff, of course, not out of packets, as close to nature as you can get. But right. ingest, you know, as Gandhi said, you uh, drink food and chew water. So you, you pulp your food in your teeth so much and with your saliva so that by the time it goes to your stomach, you give it an easy time and you use your energy for better things than for uh, your intestine and stomach to work so hard. So you become a lot more energetic, you become a lot more productive just because you're ingesting. So that's SMI. And, uh, and, and he said, uh, chew water. So, you know, over an hour, keep taking in water so that you finish a glass every hour, chewing it slowly, slowly. And hydrating yourself. L is for laugh. So <clears throat> when you laugh, you shake your body. You, you shake your joints. A, a hearty laugh. Sometimes if you, uh, the last time you had a hearty laugh, maybe you felt pain in your stomach because, <laughs> you know, you are just not used to that, that flow. But by con con constantly getting yourself in that laughter uh, mode, Physically, you will get into the flow. Mentally, you will get into the flow. You will be a lighter person. You will be a happier person. So laugh at, at, at every occasion you get and make other people laugh. 
take life lightly and finally e is for exercise which means when you get up to refill that glass of water you bend stretch twist kick do something so that you're just not sitting in your sedentary position you are uh, using your muscles it's not about picking dumbbells it's about keeping yourself your body in flow which then keeps your mind in flow which keeps your energy in flow so smile is a formula if you will to happiness and success on this note it's a wrap on this very special edition of the kj masterclass live thank you